0: 65 year old in the speedo.
1: Episode twenty-seven of the Lunchtime in Room podcast. This is Eric, and I am here with Jay. Am I first? You are first, and that's it. We are sans Brian this episode. Yeah, nobody likes it when Brian's not here. Ah oh, man, I'm, I'm bummed. I like I really I feel like the the three of us. It's there's definitely like a good chemistry when it's, there's three. It's hard. It's it's harder to do a show when it's just two.
0: Except we're very uh, able. So don't turn off at this point. Don't be like, oh, it's yeah. one of them shows. Never mind. Some people do a podcast by themselves. That is true. It's true. It's true. Um, and that is tough. And, and sometimes I think it's hard to do it with three. I think we've gotten good at it. Yeah. If I may be so humble. Yeah. That We learn not to step on each other's twos. Yeah. As it were.
1: Um, yeah, so welcome to Lunchtime in Rome. Visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. You can check out our show notes, anything that we reference on the show today will be in there. Any of the fun links that we um, refer to in our Do Better segment and whatnot, that is in there. You can also drop us a message. If uh, you go to the website, there is a place to contact us, and it'll, we'll get an email, and we can... Talk about whatever you want to talk about on the next show or the upcoming shows. And if you're
0: listening in and watching on Facebook Live, which is funny, my own yes. mother watches on Facebook Live, uh, specifically for the reason I said earlier, is when she's just listening, she doesn't know who's who or what's what. But when she watches it, she's like, okay, that person's talking, that person's talking, yeah, that kind of stuff. And Lunchtime in Rome is simply, for the first third of the night, <clears throat> is us demonstrating what it is to be like romans i almost said 512 which doesn't make much <laughs> sense romans twelve fifteen in the bible which says rejoice with those who rejoice mourn with those who mourn we sort of demonstrate it by yeah. just checking in on each other's lives that kind of stuff but you know what if, i was saying if, if you're listening in on facebook live uh go ahead and let us know how your day went yeah we'll celebrate with you we're watching that's what we're looking at we love it you it's, know it makes the show better <gasps> they're the third guest they are the third guest. Right?
1: And right now, there's eight people watching, so they're like the 10th guest. Or Math. is it 24 guests? Because uh, they are the
0: three times eight.
1: Wow, we're too deep in now. <laughs>
0: um, but, like, for the second week in a row, I see my man Rob Strauss is at least, you know, peeping in. Right. Love to know what's going on in his world down awesome. at Pitt. He's doing some good work down there. Good, good. All that kind of fun stuff. Uh, and, you know, so... We'd love to just share life with you guys as, as well and tell us what's good. Yeah. Tell us what's bad. Yeah. And, and we'll share it with you and and we'll we'll join you in your emotion. Yeah. Which is really why we do this because yeah. too many people go through life living alone. And yeah. they can be surrounded by lots of people. Yeah. But they're alone. Yeah. And they don't
1: feel good because they're alone. And if you want to go back and listen to previous episodes, like last week, we talked about our mothers. This week, we're, In talk, a good way. we're talking about our siblings. Which In a good way. Shout out to my brother, Dave, who uh, I am the worst brother. So I can officially say um, now that I got a promotion at work, which is awesome. Yeah, right? you did. Yeah, you did. Um, and I... While I was updating my LinkedIn profile today, because I happened to be in LinkedIn for other reasons, so I was like, "Oh, eh, well, my come here. you never invite me to be in LinkedIn <laughs> so while I was in there, I was like, "Oh, I'll take my you know title in here and then uh, my brother <laughs> my brother texted me right before the show started and was like, "So, uh, what's this about a promotion?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm the worst I, fr- I was gonna tell him on Sunday when we were Skyping for Mother's Day um and uh, I forgot, and I'm a turd." But um, uh, it's not the worst. Thing. It's not the worst. But like, I, always, like, I feel bad because like, I don't, uh, this is something like I haven't been able to fix because like, I don't really like talking about me like whenever, the same way. <laughs> well, whenever I do my review at work, like it's that opportunity to talk about yourself. And I, ugh, I have a hard time like, because basically you're like, this is how awesome I am. And I'm like, right
0: because uh, well, i'm very I, much I like i suck over here to my you
1: right um but hey thank you guys on on the facebook feed um that means a lot um and uh it's a great uh it's a great place to work and it's a great place to be um but yeah i'm i'm a i'm a manager now so you can call me mr manager i won't um uh, <laughs> that's a uh arrested development reference i'm a christian (laughs) um great show but um yeah so speaking of work um this is what i wanted to talk about um i was walking so at, at american eagle we have two different um buildings um and i was walking across the street with one of my favorite people that i work with um and We were just talking about going through social media, going on Twitter and like reading things and like just getting so angry because like just people just aren't getting along. They're just not listening to each other. And then there's um, the the aspect of like headlines in media and That's all you need, right?
0: Nobody reads articles. And
1: and this 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 example comes from Fox News, so I can't get blamed for you know using fake news. Um, I'll use Fox News reference. But Some would say that is fake news, <laughs> right? Um, but it's it's so the headline was, and this isn't political, but the headline was along the lines of um, Steve Harvey made a comment about. Um, Keenan on SNL cuz Keenan does a uh, an impression of Steve Harvey doing like Family Feud and uh Steve Harvey said you better watch yourself and that's the headline like Steve Harvey warns Keenan Thompson you better watch yourself and like when you read that title it's like oh he's they were, like they went at it he's mad but then when you open up the article it says like Steve Harvey's jokingly said to Keenan you better watch yourself cuz you know, Steve Harvey, he's always joking around. But right. like when you read the headline, it reads very much differently. And that's just like, that's not even like a political thing. And so we were, we were talking about that and how media does that and how we just get so angry. And then we just, we talked about, and I know that, you know, this, I don't want to mention her name, but I know that we don't, we probably don't see eye to eye a lot of ways politically. Right. But what we can agree on is like, you know what? It's not so bad. Like when you think about like your day in and day life. We were talking about, like, isn't it nice to focus on the good? Like, we're walking across the street here. It's a sunny day. We're not, you know, being, you know, attacked by anybody. And this is pretty well, but darn good. But also in
0: that moment, you are communicating personally. Yeah. Interpersonal communication. Yeah. Right. Where literally you're giving off vibes. She's receiving them. You're communicating back and forth. There's a life. There's an energy to that. Yeah. Where what you're complaining about is headlines, which are, is probably 90% received on well obviously 100% received on screen yeah whether it be a television or most likely on a phone right which is devoid of human interaction right and therefore you look at it through your own lens with the most negative spin possible right so of course you can do you know your situation is to a degree how it was meant to be and why it was so successful for so many years because either a you didn't talk about religion and politics in public right or if you did it was face to face right where you're accountable. Right. Where there's no accountability anymore. Right.
1: And uh, it was like, and I want to end this thought on a good note. It was really like, we had a really good moment and we were like gen- gen- genuinely happy, like talking about this face to face and having a good conversation about it. And I feel like that's so much of, if everybody would just kind of like cool it and just listen to each other, and drop a little, uh, a uh, new edition, I believe. Cool it now. <laughs> cool it now. Um, the, there's probably a lot more that we have in common than than what is portrayed in media.
0: Well, sure. And that even goes all the way up to the top. Like, I've heard of Ann Coulter and Bill Maher walking into the same establishment, the same reception, laughing, joking, yeah. having a great time, where 98% of the people who follow either one of them would never be caught dead. Right. Not only with the other leader yeah. if you will but somebody who follows that person yeah you know that but it's it's a to a large extent it is the game of divide and profit not divide and conquer oh man it's all about the almighty dollar you know and so that's why headlines are deceiving because you only need a little bit of truth to confirm your bias yeah and therefore Ah, You just let it go, and it makes sense, and you take it as gospel, and you go off, and you're a little lemming, and you retweet and (laughs) divide and make people look at you and go, I'd like to talk to them, but they're a little too crazy. But it was a good conversation, and uh, yeah. I think it's funny, earlier we asked people to share how they were doing, Yeah, and uh, Paul, I I do share with you, I join you in your today was okayness, but what was funny is the number of people that joined you in celebrating your good day. Or no, your promotion. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, we're here for you guys. And they're like, good job, Eric. <laughs> right. That's why you do these things, to have people right. recognize you. Um, I, you can join me in my emotion. Sure. I We're a little bit late again tonight. Now volleyball's over. That was on you. And uh, <laughs> But, well, no, I blame the Penn Hill School District. All right. And there's a lot of people that blame the Penn Hill School District for a lot of things. Um, and tonight I will just blame them for having a band concert, which most schools have. Uh, so band, band members, band the concert. And let me tell you, it is one, it is the best and worst of times because that is a very large, large auditorium. And it was probably three fourths full, um, for a band concert, for a band concert. I feel like that's pretty good. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah it's a, I mean, it's a big room. It's a
1: huge auditorium. A huge that, aud- that auditorium is you know so why? Nice.
0: Because the rows are exactly four inches apart. Uh, I'm five nine, and I was sitting sideways. And at one point, I had my leg over the chair in front of me. And my mother said, <laughs> "Is that the way a pa- or many most pastors don't sit like that?" And I said, "Most pastors don't tell their mothers to shut up." <laughs> um, but it's a beautiful thing, and it brings you know, if I want to get there, it could bring a tear to my eyes because a tear to my eyes, more tears to my eye. Yeah, you tears for both tears for fears Um, shout anyhow uh, because it's a beautiful thing and our community goes through a lot and here they are all just celebrating these fifth through eighth graders doing the very best they can which isn't always the best Um, (laughs) and as we walked in Joe and I drove separately my mom and Rachel drove with Bella and Joe's looking we're looking around the room looking around the room for it and uh, he says well you just want to maybe skip it and go to Taco Bell? <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I just love my boys so much. But then we went down we sat down. We Wait, f-
1: is the Taco Bell isn't open yet, right? Oh, gosh, no. Okay, I didn't think so.
0: Though I've made jokes with Joe. Uh, we have a Taco Bell uh, showing up in Penn Hill Shopping Center. After I feel like a- we need to make that an
1: event. When it opens up, like...
0: Dude, we'll do the podcast from there. <laughs> um... After a 25-year hiatus from Penn Hills, we're getting a Taco Bell back. And I've said to Joe, I said, we should go pray. Just pray there. Pray for the facility. Pray for the construction. Yes. All that kind of pray fun stuff. Pray that we'll have good service. Pray that they've stalled now, so I'm a little nervous. Um, But uh, anyhow, uh, i, I got to take care of business here. Hold on one second. All right. Yeah. Um, talk about something would you <laughs> i will try i will try and stop it hey heidi give hunter a call he can't find the uh brackets for the uh <laughs> the uh monitors i believe they're delivered to the church anyhow i was locked and loaded too oh i'm
1: sorry go that's, ahead that's all right it, the time passed well i was gonna say so this past week so last last week's news i got a new grill this i wasn't news, done with the uh
0: okay I'll come back. Is that your? <laughs> no, right, good, right. good, good. So we sit down, and they start off with jazz band, yes. which was pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. And then they start off with the beginners. They don't do by grade anymore. So they just have beginners, intermediate, and advanced. Advanced. Um, in three different sections. And I looked, and it was like two full pages And I just hit this panic mode. And it's so funny because Barrett and Carrie Hendrickson were sitting behind us Mm -hmm. um, with their whole family. And Soren, their son, was just like, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? And I was like, (laughs) I'm with him. And, And like they kept saying to him, just be quiet and listen to the music. And I was like. Are you guys talking to me? Are you talking to sword? And they laugh. And then Carrie's like, do you just want to sit on my lap? And I'm like, well, that's odd. Why would I sit on her lap? I'm a full grown man. But I kept making jokes and my mom's cracking up. And it was so funny because Rachel was just scolding us. Yes. She was turning and mom at one point goes, she goes, oh, look at her. She thinks she's the mother. And I said, "Oh, well, she's a mother. All right. And then she snorts out loud, which gets us glared at one more time. <laughs> So it was good, and you know there were good moments, and there were not so great moments and uh it was a band concert, yeah, it man. went about a buck fifteen buck twenty yeah, um so ah, you know, bless their hearts, yeah, it was always exciting because I was in band right, and
1: uh it was always exciting the 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 night of the show, you know there's so much preparation that goes into it, and you're finally you know given it your all on the on the night, so it's that's good, that's fun, so um, what's up with you, Eric? Well, I was going to say, so last week got the grill. Yeah, you this did. This week cooked on the grill. Although, you were the first person to cook on this grill. I did. Which was, I feel like it was, was an honor.
0: pretty good. I felt, I felt
1: honored. Um, but uh, we did burgers and dogs on Saturday night. Right. And then Sunday was Mother's Day. And we did burgers again, but... I saved the good burgers for Mother's Day. Right, I brought out the good burgers. Yeah, you did. But I got these seasoned, these steak seasoned burgers from Sam's Club. Ooh, they were so good. I will definitely buy them again. And I like if, looking at the price. I don't think there's that much difference. How much?
0: Like four
1: twenty nine a pound. I can't remember the the weight, but it was eight patties, and it was about ten bucks. And they were considerably like the same size as the considerably
0: like the same size. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> that is uh, a great
0: <laughs> example of over talking. <laughs>
1: uh, they were similar in size to the ones that we did on Saturday, so I feel like for the quality, it was a pretty good deal. Sure, right. Um, but the burgers that you that you made were amazing. Like strong word. But well, I mean, I would for, go fine for just a like no the, right salt I mean, and pepper right. That was it. I mean, they were fantastic. And you had them for uh, how many days? Oh, man. I think I just ate the last two today
0: for lunch. <laughs> Making breakfast Sundays before bed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh that's not too bad. A
1: burger omelet. That sounds pretty good. All right. <laughs> I'll try that. Um,
0: no, but I just finished them up. They were really good. Um, and you danced through the raindrops while you were grilling, or did you do it underneath oh, the. Man. Uh,
1: well, okay. So that's another thing I learned. So, you know, I was asking you about. <laughs> I learned you shouldn't grill <laughs> underneath a tent. <laughs> <laughs> so live and learn. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but I've never grilled burgers like with the lid up and all the way on heat. I've always done it like on a lower heat and I have the lid down. Right. So, dude, I know it's, I feel kind of embarrassed, but um, <laughs> you can do it that way. You can, I've done it before and, Apparently. It, and it's turned out fine. Sure. But the way that you taught me to keep the lid open, fire all the way up. Only turn them once. Yep. It was good. And, uh. They turned out perfect. I also did. I also did some uh, chicken thighs on there mm. too, and they turned out great. Um, and man, they
0: were they were so good. I think I have a picture which I'll put on in the show notes. Did you know that people say you should sear the meat, which locks in the juices? Yeah, not true. Okay, Alton Brown. Food Network. Oh, he's the food scientist. Yeah, he did. It wasn't called Myth Busting because I think that was trademarked. So he called it like Myth Myth Smashers, okay, or something. And that was one of the ones he did where he weighed two different steaks, seared one, and just slow roasted the other. And the searing, so wait, steaks, not burgers, right? But I'm sure the physics works the same for both. Okay, and that searing it actually causes it to lose more juices. Really? Yeah, but the thing is the my yard my yarn my yard my yard well i just keep saying that word (laughs) (laughs) it's like i'm stoned my yard my yard great pod effect um is the browning effect of meat that it the reason why you do it is because it produces a different flavor yeah so you still should do it but it doesn't seal in the juices (laughs) now you know the more you know the more you know it was great what about you? You eat anything interesting other than those burgers this week? I've just been cooking up a storm. I mean, for Mother's Day, I did my first brisket of the Ooh. year. <laughs> um and my I, love the brisket. I, I sucked at briskets all last year. I was just real bad. I don't know. I was, my my game was off. You know, I've been working on ribs so far this year, and I did one pulled pork on the smoker. Yeah, and it, it all started two weekends ago when my sister Mary Lynn, shout out, she's listening. Um, ah, sorry. <laughs> i'm reading one of our texts my man alex who's out in long beach representing he's uh he's listening even though he had to figure it out on his own ah. and that's part of what we want to talk about tonight though our oh, only children and and how did you get it by because alex if i may quickly blow up his butt no he drove a bitchin turismo <laughs> oh, okay. in high school by the way that was when bitchin camaro came out okay but he didn't have a camaro so he drove a bitchin turismo all right um but, but alex always now he's a really popular guy and had a lot going for him had tons of friends and i wonder if there's a direct correlation between family size and the car you drive close number of (laughs) friends that you have because i always had like Mm. one best friend because i had a huge family i didn't have time and maybe i wasn't the nicest guy in high school both are true (laughs) um no junior high school i wasn't nice high school i became somewhat nice if you were still talking to me (laughs) but my point is like he said he figured out on his own well yeah he had to because he didn't have any siblings. So he had a greater friend group to deal with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Food wise for me. Two weekends ago, Mary Lynn, my oldest sister, I just posted for whatever reason, a big picture of bacon on Facebook. No comments. No tags. Nothing. Just bacon. And she's like, I love that you just did that with no comment whatsoever. So I was like, all right, that's my new thing. So that weekend <laughs> it was that. And then I did burgers and chicken. And another day it was steaks. Uh, Or no, it was ribs and then steaks on Sunday. And then last weekend was the burgers and something else. So I just keep posting these random pictures of food. And my brother-in-law, Rich, was like, do you realize you're setting your children's spouses up for failure? Because they're not going to be fed the way you're feeding them now. (laughs) This week I did kebabs, uh, which I'm not a big kebab guy. I've never done kebabs. I do like a good kebab, though. The thing was I bought some cheap meat from Aldi. Not a sponsor. Right. And, um, and they, um, and of course I got some gristle in there, whatever else, marinated it for like an hour, skewered them up. Cause Rich is amazed, my brother in law. Like, goes, I can't imagine what you spend on food. I can't imagine what you spend on food. And I was like, well, you shop at Aldi? I shop at Aldi. I just, shop at Sam's. That's right. And I spend a lot of money on food, <laughs> you know, cause, but it's my hobby. I'm not yeah. golfing anymore. I right. Don't. And you share it. And I'd well, very I do generous. Share it. I tried to. Yeah. And part of that meets my own emotional needs of being appreciated. And yeah. also, you know, uh, I don't know what else it does. But my point was that dinner, which was three full steak kebabs, a pepper kebab and an onion kebab. I priced it out at less than $8. You wow. Know. So it ain't like you're spending a ton it's of cash. Good. Now, the brisket was about 27. Yeah. But it was four and a half pounds. Yeah. Um, so wait, what do you put on your kebab? My kebab. Your kebab. That day I marinated it in just regular Aldi. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Was it the Tuscan Garden? Yeah. Italian dressing for Mm -hmm. about 45 minutes. And then I dried it off because always if you're marinating, you want to make sure your food's dry. What kind kind of meat? It was beef uh, ribs. Beef ribs. Boneless beef ribs. Okay. It was on sale. Yeah. And I cut them into kebab Mm -hmm. pieces. And then I put actually my chicken seasoning on it. Oh, So marinade, dried it off, chicken right. seasoning on it. All right. Right. And it tasted like the marinade. Oh. <laughs> Wasted a good three <laughs> tablespoons of uh, seasoning. The marinade was like, I'm here. Um, <laughs> but back to the brisket, salt and pepper. Left it on low and slow all day. It probably went, it went 10 hours, eh, nine and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And I got it to 197 degrees. You want to get it to about 203. Okay. But I didn't get it there. But. It was a good cut of beef. I needed some more fat. It wasn't mm-hmm. in there. But everybody liked it. It's always good to have some good fat in the meat. You need fat. Yeah, you do. You need fat. But anyhow, so that's my story for that. That's good. That's my interest. That's my interesting. If you will. We do have, um,
1: before we get into the topic. Fan mail. This week's show. A fan mail from Mr. Paul Mercier. <laughs> he <laughs> prefers interest. Mercier. <laughs> or mercer he's very french depending on what it is Cosmopolitan. So gonna change my view here um so paul paul always lifts us up which i, I really great. appreciate yeah it's, it's he's awesome um but he said on our drive home from work downtown to penn hills we listen to this podcast imagine walking watching a couple laughing hysterically with some talk Ooh, sorry with some talk thing blaring through their car stereo during rush hour. I can't, it can't get better than that. So he and his wife drive from downtown to Penn Hills every day. That's their commute, but laughing all their way from downtown to Penn Hills, listening to our show. It's a great compliment. I love it. Thank you so much. for We hope you Polly. look ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Um, and not crying like your friend.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was a good story. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, Oh, we
0: talked about that last week, didn't we? Yeah,
1: we did. Crying on the Parkway. If you want to hear that, you have to go back and listen.
0: Episode 26. That's right. Also, um, a quick other story. I was talking again with my brother-in-law, Rich, and he was saying that a conversation that I, that I was telling him about with somebody from church. And he's like, man, he goes, you should have a sitcom. And I said, I don't need a sitcom that nobody cares about. I said, you know, I said, our podcast, I said, we got some loyal listeners I said, but I don't know what kind of impact we're having on the podcast. Mm. 20 minutes later, yeah. I have to go to the store to get Joe a notebook that he and I are talking on the phone. Does he need college rule oh. or wide rule? Okay. And so then I got them both out. And I couldn't tell the difference. And I said, <laughs> if your teacher says to you, you got college rule, what's the matter with you? <laughs> You're in high school. We walk in, I walk in to the store, and I run into a lady who I know from the community, but not real well. Yeah. I knew her mother better. Her mother passed away recently-ish. And out of nowhere, she says to me, because she said, you know, I have good days and I have bad days, but I'm allowed to feel however I want. I said, you're absolutely right. You are. Yep. I said, don't ever stop thinking that you can't feel. And she goes, Jay, I know. I know. She said, your podcast has helped me grieve so much. Wow. Wow. Man, it was totally God knows how fragile my ego is Mm. that 20 minutes earlier. I'm like, I I don't know what kind of impact we're having, but we're doing what we can. Yeah. He's like, all right, got to send so-and-so. All right, tell her. And we had a great talk and a great time, and she's going to help us out. We're having a coffee house at the church tomorrow night for high school kids, high school kids performing. High school kids coming, no charge. And so she's going to come and help do refreshments Man. and just keep her mind off her mom, you know, passing away yeah. and give her a night to love and serve other people.
1: So that is fantastic. And it's awesome because like I mean, we, we always talk, we talk about a lot about family members and friends, you know, that are tight in our group. But like, it's awesome to hear that somebody's like like within the community, but outside of our group that listens and has been impacted by the show. It's amazing.
0: Yep. Also amazing that I was in front of the house having been at the store. When Joe texted me and said, you stole the store because Rachel was supposed to pick it up for him at Target, but had forgotten. So then she said, well, call your father and have him pick it up. So then I had to go back out. Had I not, you know, had he gotten me at the store where I was, I wouldn't have gone there in the first place and been able to run into her. Had Rachel remembered in the first place, she would have gotten it and I wouldn't have run into her. Mm. And because I didn't want to drive another quarter mile down the shopping center to Giant Eagle, I went to Big Lots. And ran into her. Wow. To have that exact moment. Yeah. And of course they didn't have it either because Big Lots is restructuring and now they don't do school supplies. <gasps> That's
1: right. They're like they're
0: remodeled. Oh, was... you walk in there and I, I need someone to hold my hand. I, I have was... no idea where I'm going. I'm just lost. <laughs>
1: I have another side story. Sorry. Sorry, Justin Boothby. The topic's gonna be yes. a little delayed. I was out um, running some errands and I went to Big Lots and I ran into none other than Joe Mitlow. Joe Mitlow. I'm looking I'm looking at the Like lawn and garden section, and I hear (laughs)
0: because
1: that's uh, just the thing that we have. And uh, I turn around, it's Joe, and he's up there shopping for Mother's Day. Um, A good boy with his dad's $20. That's right. And uh, we're looking, you know, we're looking around for Mother's Day stuff. We're like, maybe they have like a section, you know, for Mother's Day. And we ask, you know, some employees, and they're like, no. Um, But there's some stuff over here like picture frames and that kind of thing so we're scouring the store and joe and i kind of part ways and he's off looking for something and he comes back and he's like i found the only thing that says mom on it and i was like oh solid so he shows me this like rock and um (laughs) plus his heart it says mom he didn't tell you this no oh my gosh it says mom and i can't remember. I can't remember what it exactly says, but it's one of those stones that you put, like, next to a grave, like, remembering your mom. Oh. <laughs> and, like, I read it out loud, and he was like, oh, this isn't what I expected. <laughs> he got it before you told him, though. <laughs> he, yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Like, we kind of read it together, and he was like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> I do not want to get this from my mom. I was like... It might be funny, but uh, <laughs> it's not, uh, not, not appropriate. <laughs> no, not at this time. It was a great moment, though. Um, but, yeah, last week we talked about mothers. This
0: week we're talking about siblings. Siblings. We've talked over the weeks. I have talked about some negative impacts my siblings had on mm. me growing up. Yeah. And that's not because I had terrible siblings. It's because they were siblings. Yeah. And there is, you don't get through life without hurting somebody in your family at some point in time. Right. And uh, we had this epiphany last week of, hey, it's Mother's Day. Let's lift up moms. Cause we, I wanted to ref- to focus again, I should say, on zero to 12 in your life. Mm-hmm. Because we just skip that in our story. Yeah. And we just think that something, what's the word in the Bible, pisses us off. Right. Now, independent or has no correlation to, oh, wait, that's how I was hurt when I was six mm. and got picked last for kickball every day or whatever. Yeah, So I wanted to focus on that, but I thought, well, we've talked about our moms a good bit. Let's do it positively. Well, now we're going to look at that from a sibling perspective. Yeah. and And I will go first. Okay. Because it's a couple significant moments in my life that would go on. Like, I don't know that my siblings would even remember this. Um, and, and with all due respect to Marcy, who's not listening and Mary Lynn, who's probably watching, uh, they can either exhale or feel disappointed because I don't have anything. (laughs) I just don't. Marcy was the one who was four years older than me and we fought. Yeah. That's what we did. We fought. That's what I remember. We fought. And I remember punching her in the stomach because she was teasing me. And then, like I've said before, what I did when I got in trouble, I ran away screaming. I can't believe I hit my Marcy like a man. So I wasn't punished. This was just last week. (laughs) No. And Mary Lynn is a few years older than me. And we basically had no interaction. So in other episodes, she's never gotten any slam for any hurts. Mm. Nothing. on. I don't remember any like significant moments like, oh, that's when she if she was there. It's all good. So no worries for them. But for Kathy, who was two above me. So it's Marcy and then Kathy. You know, I tell all kinds of stories about Kathy, both negative and positive throughout life, negative meaning. She stole my jokes. If you remember that story, yes, she's the only one in my family that would listen to me and she'd steal my jokes yeah. and now we're supposed to be talking positive. <laughs> so let's go to positive. There was a little league baseball game and I'm on third base Yeah, and we get an out or there's a bad call or something and, I'm, and it was the third out and I took my helmet off and I tossed it in to our bench. Because you know, we were done. Was I a little bit mad? Yeah. But I, started, I mean, it was still underhand. Yeah. I didn't fire it. Yeah. And there was a lady who just started yelling at me and yelling at the ump to throw me to, to, you know, or whatever. Or yeah. Yelling at our coach, making a fuss about me throwing a helmet. Yeah. And you have to remember that me as a child, for whatever reason, was deathly afraid to get into trouble. Mm. You would think I was beaten as a child. Right. I was never even disciplined. As a child which makes sense if you know me today (laughs) but um and so my ears got hot and i didn't want to look because my mom was there i think my dad might even have been the ump that night Mm. um and kathy was there to watch which is a good thing for support yeah um and so i got my glove and i went out in the field and then i i came back in the next inning and i kind of went over and kathy's waving at me And I'm like, okay. apparently I'm not in too much trouble, you know. And so I come over and she shows me a picture she has drawn of this woman, including like all this chest hair coming out of her (laughs) chest and and (laughs) armpit hair coming out. And, you know, in in like a big quotation, I don't remember what it said inside, but it was just making complete fun of this woman. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I had this sense of both acceptance yeah. and emotional security. And you know, we talked about it before with Brian, yeah. like you would say support because she supported me, yeah. but it isn't support as an emotional need. Yeah. You know, she had my back, yeah. you know, right. and, and she wasn't going to let this lady talk bad about <laughs> me. And it was just so amazing because I went from feeling this fear to being like, I'm okay. Right. Not only am I okay, it was like this, because my family was very good. Like you just didn't want to have a fault in my family because we would make fun of you. Yeah. Uh, I once said about Mary Lynn that she was so pecanable and having nothing to do with a nut. Yeah. She was easy to pick on. <laughs> and God bless her. She went through so much. And so that's what I was always afraid of. Because if you screwed up, you got made fun of. And so here I was screwing up to whatever degree by throwing my helmet. And here was my sister just defending me. And I was like, oh, this. What is this fresh water? This <laughs> this air I've never experienced before. <laughs> So that's my big shout out to Kathy. And yeah. again, the emotional need of emotional security. Yeah. And just knowing that it's okay. In acceptance, I'd screwed up, but it was okay. Yeah. Maybe it really wasn't even a screw. Because I really, but that's what kid I was. I was so guilty. Like, I just threw my helmet in and, oh, it must have been really wrong. Yeah. Like, I hadn't thrown a fit. And other people threw fits and it didn't matter. But the other is uh, my brother, Tom. Hey, Tom. I, I have shared a story or two. But how, you know, he's 10 years older than me. Yeah. And what, you know, a 17-year-old does to a 7-year-old, you know, and different things like that. And him getting involved with Jan. Jan, Jan, Jan. And every day I would say, you know, oh, Tommy, what are you doing after school? Going to Jan's. Going to Jan's. But when I was 12 and my dad did his midlife crisis thing. Well, apparently he'd been doing it for three, who knows, how many years before that. But had quote unquote left the family and he moved back and he left and he moved back and all that kind of fun stuff. Um Either I had tickets to or wanted to get tickets to the WWF at the time mm. coming to Pittsburgh. Yeah. And now at this point in time, my dad's out and about and who knows what the story is and whatever else. And Tommy said, Jan and I will take you. And I was like, really because we didn't spend a lot of time together and he said yeah he goes i I guess i have to take it wasn't even half i guess i've eh, my name was i've got to i've got to be the guy that takes you to these things now even if he said it like that yeah i remember crying as a 12 year old not of course not not in front of him right because he'd have punched me (laughs) but it was like wow he's there for me in this time period yeah and that you know, while it was sad because I didn't know the status of my dad at that time, right. that my brother would step up and give me that sense of approval or belonging, you know, that, hey, you're going to be taken care of. You're a MITLO. You're my brother. Right. And I'm not going to let you suffer because of what our dad has done. Right. And he really stood up in that time and, and, and was that for me that night. Um, and so that was a great thing. So that's the top two that came to my mind. And what's, what I really cared about those and why I wanted to share those is they're almost innocuous and subtle. Mm. And Tommy's maybe more uh noteworthy. Yeah. Because he gave up a night and we went to go down there and well, all that. Oh, and kind you cried. Okay. <laughs> you know I don't like to cry, Eric. <laughs> yeah, and
1: my brother so similar to you, so my brother's about four years older. And I want to hear about your brother.
0: Yeah. But I want to hear from anybody out there who's watching on Facebook because yeah, there's a do. lot of people I know Kelly's listening and Kelly has a twin and I can't imagine things they've done for each other so put it on Facebook it, what is something great your sibling has done for you and again, mostly zero through 12 years old you know they were your they were your maid of honor at your wedding that's lovely I don't care right in this context right. So, hey, tell me about your bro.
1: My bro, Dave, um, also known as David. Ah, um, uh, how does he go by that? That was a funny thing. Uh, well, not a funny thing, but there was a back and forth. Like, you know, when he was young, he was David or Davey. I think a few people Are called Are you him really? That. Really? Well, and I think one of the, the prerequisites for my name for my dad was, you can't put in Y on the end of it. Good old Eric-y. <laughs> right? He, I don't think he liked that. Your so. dad put his foot down there, did <laughs> But, um... But yeah, and then he went through the Dave phase, and now he likes to be called David. David. Um, but I still call him Dave. And, I will call um, him Davy. Not out of disrespect. It's a it's a term of endearment, you know, because um, that's what I called him growing up. And uh, but what's interesting is so similar similarly to you is that you know Dave' sibling about four four years older than me. Um, so there was a pretty big gap. In between us, because like when you're little, we're talking about the zero to 12, mm-hmm. you know, age range Four oh, those years, are massive. Right. It's a huge gap. Um, but one thing I'd be I'd be interested to see how you break this down from from an emotional need perspective. Uh-huh. Um, so everybody loved my brother. So like Dave paved this this way ahead of me that I kind of like I looked up to. So mm-hmm. I looked up to him all throughout when I was a kid, right? So, I, and I specifically remember this. I can't remember her name. Second grade teacher. I remember it was my second grade teacher because we learned cursive, and that's when I, we learned cursive was in second grade at Penn Hills. Really? Mm-hmm. And it was, um, at least that That was when we did it. I was thinking it was later, but whatever. Um, ah, they don't even teach it anymore, but right. we're back. Yeah. Who wants to read the Constitution? Um, so, I remember it was the first day of school, and um, Dave comes in and hugs the teacher that that I have now. Um, so Dave's I think in sixth grade, sure, and I was in second grade. And um, she lights up when she sees him, and like I'm witnessing this, and I'm like, oh, there's my brother, and like, oh man, my teacher, you know, really likes him. So he like paved this way of like everybody loves Dave. You know, from teachers to kids. You know, when I got into band later on, you know, members of older members of band would talk about my brother in a really really good way. So I always looked up to him. Yeah. And thought, oh, I need to strive to be like him, but I very much wanted to be like me at the same time, and do my own thing. But he always set this precedence, and I always felt like, ah, oh, I'm a Hammond, and he's my he's my big brother, and I want to, you know. Be like him. He and showed you how to live. Yeah, he showed me how to live in a lot of ways. At least how to go to school. Yeah, <laughs> he taught me how to go to school, um <laughs> stay in school,
0: um, well, how to be in school. You, what a Hammond, what a, what a Dave Hammond, right? What we brother what, would look like.
1: What we represent. Yeah, you know?
0: and and you nail it. That is that's the emotional need of approval, blessing. Yeah, or as I like to call it, belonging.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it meant something. It did mean something to be a Hammond, to be a Hammond, and to be. Dave's little brother. Right. You know, because um, there'd be times where people would call me Dave's little brother. And I
0: didn't mind it. I thought, I was like, yeah, I'm
1: Dave's little brother. Well,
0: that shows you the quality of the relationship that you had. Because if he was a real jerk to you, mm. you would have been like, not his brother. He's right. my brother. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, or just shut up with that already. Well,
1: and I, David, I, David, David, David. To be fair, though, like I did like shrug it off because I didn't want to like look nerdy, you know. But I now, also. Now, are you calling him nerdy? No, just being like, how do I put this? Um,
0: I mean, I get you wanted your own identity.
1: I wanted my own identity, sure. but I really did look up to him, right? right. Um, but I didn't want to, like, copy my brother, right? But you were happy that he
0: set a good precedent. Yes, very much. And in my situation, it depended. Because if my if a teacher had had Mary Lynn, they'd be like, oh, you're Mary Lynn's brother. Oh, we're going to be expecting some good grades out of you. <laughs> you know and it would be like
1: the pressure's oh, on
0: you're Tom's brother <laughs> i'm watching you all right nothing's getting past me okay yeah
1: cuz like dave was always like a, a and to this day he's very much a um active service guy loves to do things like last time he was not this last time he was here but um when we were moving in like he like weeded our entire front uh flower bed which is enormous Ooh. and he just, maybe he's out there right it. now doing it in the dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently he didn't do a very good job. did he? <laughs> They came back. It's weird about those weeds. <laughs> but, um, but I remember he, like, he would do that for like teachers. Like he would, you know, do things for other people. And I looked up to that, you know, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why people like him a lot because he would do things for them. Right. So he set that precedence and I really looked up to that growing up.
0: And it's good to look at, like you said, what were the good things that our siblings did not only for us but also that with they modeled that for us yeah and we realized okay that's how that's a good thing we can do and that's how we can live um it does shape us as we tell our story and really in a lot of ways it is sad because the hurts shape us more mm. and so if you're listening to this and you're thinking about your siblings and you're like nope <laughs> like oh the one locked me in the basement but it was only for an hour that one time yeah but We grieve that with you because those things do stick with us. And we look at relationships. My mother, um, one of her biggest claims to fame is that she's raised five nice, normal children who all talk to each other, you know, that that there's no fighting. You know, so many families are broken. And the thing is, that goes all the way back in history. You know, there was problems when they were children, problems when they were teenagers. And. A lot of those hurts really do need to be grieved. Um, but there are good stories out there. There are. Some that people have shared with us.
1: Yes. My, um, actually, can you read that? I sure can. Yeah. So my Aunt Mary. Well, yes. Keeping it in the family here. That's right. We're sticking with a ham inside, It's right. right. My Aunt Mary talking about my dad um, wrote
0: in. So if you want to read that. Yes. So Mary says, and so it was uh, being read in Mary's first person, uh, not mine. Yes. She says, my brother, Bill, blessed me with his life. I was seven years older and he was my most precious treasure as a baby. And as he became a toddler, every photo that was taken of us, I was either holding him or looking lovingly at him. He brought me joy every single day during those years. The most amazing blessing of all is that he became a man. He became a very he became a man. He became very protective of your aunt, Marsha and me in a real loving and sweet way. Yeah. And that's beautiful. And to me, that's security. Yeah. You know, that's just knowing that, hey, he's out there. He's got our, He's got our back. He's going to take care of us. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to mess with us. He's caring for us. That kind of stuff. Yeah. So good. good on him. Yeah. Heidi uh, chimed in.
1: Yeah. Um, she said, my brother and I fought a lot growing up, but keeping it positive. But when something bad would happen, I knew he always had my back. There it is again. Like when the neighbor came over yelling at us using sidewalk chalk. <laughs> With all due respect to Heidi. kids.
0: Well, that's all right. Can you finish that statement on his Mercedes? (laughs) <laughs> on his chihuahua. Uh, they don't want her on the sidewalk junking up a neighborhood. Junking up a neighborhood. <laughs> Nat. And what were we drawing? Oh, yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Uh. Uh, you don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm Not that I'm sticking up for the neighbor here. I celebrate the fact that your bro uh, stood up for you. Yeah, right. And isn't it funny how, like... Isn't it true? Isn't it true how
1: you can, as siblings, you know... Obviously, Dave and I had our differences, but like, I always had his back. Like, if he was ever in trouble, oh, wow,
0: that's the age You old, know what I mean? You know, like, my brother's an a hole, you know, but he's my brother. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. don't mess with him. Yeah. I can call him that. You can't call him that kind of a thing.
1: <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it is. he? yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, Dave also said, you know, I basic, he basically taught me how to be a brown nozzer, I think is what he's getting at.
0: <laughs> there is that. <laughs> there is. And that's a skill. We want to pass that on. As, absolutely. But I also want to give get you to be <laughs> Mr. Manager. A, a shout out, Mr. <laughs> Manager, sir. Uh, last at Mother's Day, um, Marcy, who's the one that I fought with the most, if we paid attention to each other at all. Yeah. And I, I mean, it doesn't matter. I earned my. You know, fights. I wasn't always the great little, I was a little brother. Yeah. Um, last Sunday, we're sitting there and in front of Joe and Bella, I grabbed Marcy and then she's still not very tall, never has been. And I put her head right up against my shoulder and gave her a big hug. And I said, You see, guys, this is what siblings look like. I said, do You see this love right here? And of course, Marcy's like, Took us about 20 years, <laughs> but we got there. That's great. But anyhow, but, you know, we've we've had our rough times, but there was a lot of good things. But I think every relationship, every sibling could do better. That is true. Um, and we do
1: have some do-betters this week. We do. Uh, I'm going to pull up mine. Do you want to do
0: yours first? I am locked and loaded. And it's a running theme. I, I hate to lead with this, but I will. Um, <laughs> yeah, part of the segment. Yes, it is. It is its own segment. And I'm trying to get and believe it or not, not Florida. Wow. I know. Not Florida or Germany. That was an old TV segment or radio segment. Florida or Germany? And they would read a headline, and you'd have to pick if it was Florida or Germany. <laughs> headline, Rockwood, wood, Michigan. Thief stuffs four-foot python down his pants. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Insert joke here. <laughs> Police say a man is wanted after he stuffed a four-foot ball. Oh, come on! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Maggie. I'm watching the monitor. Mm -mm. (laughs) Oh, it's a ball python. (laughs) The ball python. Snake that he shoved (laughs) down his pants. (laughs) Down his pants before leaving a Michigan pet store. Video taken last Wednesday. Shows the man glancing around before he stows the snake away. That's a bold move. It's a great line. It's a bold move. And what's with like? Okay, so like we have the. Pizza. I'm just so stuck on the article, bro. I know. He stows the snake away. Excuse me while I stow my snake away. <laughs> Anyhow, you were saying. So like,
1: but like, so there's we've had guys like that have stuffed like stakes down their pants, right? Did we do the stakes already? We did the stakes. Steaks, chainsaw. Well, but hang on. So like stakes. Okay, not harmful. But then like all of like most of the stories are like things you don't want in your pants. Yeah. A chainsaw. Chainsaw. Snake. Guitar uh guitar string you know, a guitar, neck. but like with like the neck with the strings poking out. Like yeah, are yeah. very sharp at the end. Like things that like should sure. not be near anything in your
0: pants. Maybe you don't knock it. <laughs> knock it don't knock it though I tried it. Uh he did not know he was caught on surveillance camera. In a post on Facebook, a store employee says the snake had just been adopted and was supposed to go to its forever home, but ended up in the hands of a thief. Hmm. Oh, and they don't even have him nabbed yet. Police are hoping video will lead them to the suspect. So the guy got away with it. Might have to have a follow-up on that. Maybe he did better. I don't know. I got nothing.
1: So can't do better. My brother sent in a story. Oh, okay. Uh, send in do better. He actually commented on last week's Facebook video um, after the fact. Um, but, hey, we got Florida covered in this one. All, All right. right. Florida man in Speedo. I think we could do better already. Um, don't worry. <laughs> um, Why the hate? because like we've moved on from speedos like even like like swimmers
0: europe has moved on from speedos (laughs) italian men professional
1: swimmers they've moved on to like the jammers like they don't even have like the you know the bikini speedos yeah uh florida man and speedo waves down deputies to show off his marijuana plant Plus his heart. My man. That guy needs attention. (laughs) Deputies in, in Flagler County. Flagler County. Flagler County, Florida, received a surprise on Thursday when a man wearing a Speedo offered to show them his marijuana plant. The incident was caught on body camera. The deputies were responding to an unrelated call when another resident waved them over to talk about his marijuana w say the resident 65 year old arthur
0: 65 year old in the speedo kerosene.
1: it's always that guy it is when i was when, I, when we were members at rosedale there was an old guy that like there's there he just shouldn't have his name been. was tom was. mitlow <laughs> <laughs> uh, no <laughs> there's an old guy and he like you know Just did not. He should not have been wearing a Speedo. Um, 65-year-old Arthur Carasino was smoking marijuana at the time. Oh, even better. He then walked over to show law enforcement a two-foot-tall marijuana plant growing on his property. When deputies asked Carasino if he had a marijuana card, he told them he was working on it. Flagler County Jail record show, Carasino was arrested on a marijuana
0: charge. Why the hate? <laughs> Why the hate? Couldn't they have just lifted him up and said, good job, and uh, move uh-huh. on from there? So good. <clears throat> and then I, I have, say do better to the
1: police. <laughs> and then I have one more. This one's impressive. Um, this is one you sent. Unity man accused of leading police on 15-mile chase on ATV. Go on. A Unity man is accused of being drunk while leading, a police, uh, leading police on a 15-mile chase on an all-terrain vehicle through the township early Sunday, according to court papers. The chase ended when Michael Dwayne Balick, 22, of Whitney, uh, crashed near Armel Hollow and Quarry Roads, <laughs> state police said. His male passenger was taken to Excella, oh. Health, <laughs> Excella Health Westmoreland Hospital for treatment. Uh, like... I'm not going to read this whole thing. I just 15 miles on an ATV. And at one point, like he had been on a road and like veered off into oncoming traffic going like 60 miles an hour. Like, just crazy well, michael
0: david or as his boys call him mdb mdb what i want to tell you about mdb where he's he probably drinking to, some mgd yes right he <laughs> needs to do better and get off the roads because you see them atvs are all terrain We're all to see the police cars they're just road terrain <laughs> Michael, mdb could have gone off down a road on down that the is hard, very true. Could have gone off in the woods. So you're saying do better and get away? Yes, <sighs> do better, do, better. do better, better, mdb. You're better than that.
1: Well, and do better, cops. It took you 15 miles they're around the road. Come on, man. Do a little pit move. You know the pit move? <laughs> oh, like when they like take you out like the corner.
0: uh hit? Pit move is when they come up alongside you and then hit you in the rear, which spins you out. Yeah,
1: that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah
0: they could have jacked his world up. Oh so. gosh. Perhaps they didn't. I saw a cops episode, which I've been watching way too many cops episodes. My new favorite thing is watching people get taste. But <laughs> is. there was one police department that had a pit car okay, and it had a special grill on the front. Ooh. And they were like, get him, Greg. <laughs> and he just came flying up. And it was so funny. I mean, it, it spun twice, hit the curb up in the air 360 crash, and they are like that is a perfect technical pit and i was like
1: (laughs) i don't think that guy agrees
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's a little excessive you know they were like look we just got it we gotta (laughs) use it we gotta use it get it on camera
1: Uh, absolutely
0: man but i think you have some can't do betters we do we do can't do betters um the first one was uh pittsburgh Steeler. Juju Smith Schuster. I
1: love Juju.
0: A member of my fantasy football champion team this past year. Uh, that's half the reason why he worked as hard as he did. Was walking his dog in a park, literally, I think, ten days ago. Asked, "How do you rent this park?" Rented the park to throw a free dodgeball tournament for as many kids that wanted to show up. Ugh. Tons of kids show up, no charge. He's got Chick fil A sandwiches, but then all of a sudden. Chick-fil-A runs out. That's what happens when you have Chick-fil-A sandwiches. It doesn't matter how many. It ain't <laughs> it, manna. It does, right. It ain't <laughs> manna and ain't no fish it's and no, no loaves. Fish.
1: Yeah, no fish.
0: <laughs> you got to order more. Sandwiches. Okay, that's what you do. <laughs> so what does he do? He gets uh, 100 Pizza Hut pizzas. Pays for it. Boom. Right there. Some kid comes up. I'm doing a fundraiser. Gives him like 700 bucks out of his pocket. Ugh. He goes, here you go. You do that. And he plays with the kids. Yeah. He's got a dance competition. Why? He goes, I just wanted to have fun. Yeah. You, you can't do better you than can't, that. You
1: can't do better. The I mean,
0: think, th- of, think about being a
1: kid. And the rest of your life, that is, like, going to be one of the greatest I stories. I got Juju
0: Smith-Schuster out in Dodgeball. Oh, man. Just one of the greatest stories. you'll able to and tell. and have a good time. That's what athletes should strive to be. Yeah. And oh, the other awesome. one, and this is me being selfish. Um, hey, the local can't do better. But I have to go backwards one step because we'd like to stay uh, current with our Facebook input. Somebody asked if I watch. Stephanie asks, do I watch live PD? Ooh. If it's on TV, I enjoy live PD. More than cops, but what do you mean if it's on TV? Like, like if you, I'm you happen to be, through, okay, gotcha. Friday night, whatever. Yeah. Fine. But I taped it and it was annoying because an episode is three hours long and they go from different thing to different thing. Right. And you're looking for resolution for this one, but now you're taking me over here and it's more drawn. Cause you don't out. want to see all the boring in between stuff. Or maybe I don't like this, you know, with cops, it's very linear. It's and it's here's really what's sad. If it's a Fox episode of Cops, at first commercial break, it's ten fast forwards. Second one seven, third one six. Oh my gosh! That's, if that's it's awesome. the WB, you're gonna go seven six six. Live PD, they're all over the place. Do better, J. <laughs> bar Rescue, it's always ten.
1: Ah oh, man, I love me some Bar Rescue.
0: My niece is a softball player, Lydia DeFazio. She's listening earlier. She's a very uh, she's good watching softball earlier. player. Um, and she plays for a D3 school, and she loves it there. She loves her teammates. Last year she had a good freshman year, Yeah, nothing ridiculously outstanding. And this year she blew up and had a four home run day where last year I think she had three on the season. Mm. And as the season ended up, she was conference player of the year. She led the conference in batting average, Rs BI, and home runs, which uh is known in baseball as the Triple Crown. Wow. Absolutely demolished it. Their team won the conference championship. They went on, they won their first ever in school history NCAA playoff game. So I just I don't know. She's got two years left. So I don't know if we can give her a can't do better. Because she's she she better do better. <laughs> That's the better do better award. It's good. It's good lid. But all right, that season's over. What you doing for next year? Let's go. Chop, <laughs> chop, hit the cages. You know, her dad's already saying that, but it's great because she's, it's a perfect thing and she could go D2. She could probably go D1. Yeah. But she's like, no, I like my school. I love my teammates. I like it where I am. I love that softball is this much of my life. It's not every bit of my life. Right. Um, It's just great. That is great. Fantastic. So. Better do better, Lydia. But can't do better this year. Nobody else could do better, <laughs> right? And on that note, we'll do better next week. You know why?
1: Because Brian will be back. Much as we know, unless he's somewhere else, right? And while he's not here, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna say this now: we are not doing the show. We we're on vacation. We are taking a break. I, mommy
0: and daddy, are fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Brian wants to do it on vacation. Eric is telling us we won't do it on vacation. We are not. We are so not. So I just I I don't know what to <laughs> la la la. I can't. I don't know. I don't, I don't, just eat my food. Look down. Eat my food. On that
1: note, we will see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>